Hello everyone and welcome back to Thickcast. I am your host Molly Edwards and today joining on the podcast is Polly. Is it or is it Iset? Ha ha. <laughs> I said what's your name? What's your name? Where did you come from? Yes, I am Holly Iset. Start like is it? Yeah. And out of all the shows I've done, I think there's only been one that got it wrong, actually, I think. Well, yeah, Mike asked you, didn't he? So he got it right. Yeah. And Joe yeah, obviously it said it right well. after saying it wrong on purpose. Yeah. And then at UKDFB, they said it wrong because they didn't ask me. Oh, there you go. Always ask if you're an MC or doing the talkie bit on the mic. Yeah. But then I don't know if that's because my name, my last name, like as it looks, people will probably just assume that's how it's said. Yeah, true. But then there's a lot of names, aren't they, that look a certain way and they're not. Yeah, most people do ask, to be fair. Yeah, I always think you should. So a little introduction then to who you are for those of you that don't know who you are. Most people probably do because I'm all over your Instagram. Wow. <laughs> aren't you so holly's obviously one of my clients um we've been working together since feb i think it was february yeah because i was with ash um i was with ash up until february and then i came to you in february i'm pretty sure i think it's february so we're working together since, since february we can only have a little bit longer than that um but You've obviously competed for the first time this year. Yeah. Four shows, three different federations. Mm-hmm. Natural athlete. Natty. Natty. No, I'm told I'm going to order one when I get paid because I said, obviously, I thought it'd be a really good idea to do three shows in the space of one month. So yeah. I currently don't have any money. But Can we um, give a shout out to Gregor here as well? Yeah, he looks insane. He looks I actually insane. I, he's definitely going to kill it this weekend because he's got UKDFBA this weekend, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, finals. Yeah. I think I think he'll win it. But anyway, yeah, my friends, my friends doing it, but he had to choose between classic and physique because you know he did both. Oh yeah, he can do one. It. He's gone for classic, so it'll be interesting to see. See how he does. Well, Gregor is a tattoo artist. He's tattooed me before, oh. and he yeah, they're one on the back of my neck. Is the one that Greg had done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Greg is a tattoo artist and he has just launched a new clothing company and it's called No Juice. So if you go on Instagram, I will find it for you. So you've got the exact one. Um, but it's it's a new clothing company, basically. No, um, and it's really fucking cool. Uh no juice dot natty co. So it's Jim for natural athletes but he is doing it doing some i think for if you're enhanced as well so it like there is for for both sides of the the coin there i think that'd be good i feel like it's yeah yeah it'd be good but no the design looks so good yeah so we've seen the first design it is really nice and it's not um because i was saying to him i was like it's really nice to see a brand that isn't just like the word no juice for it that's it like it's quite fucking boring uh, because obviously he's toe eyes, he's made like this cool, like like a carton, isn't it? Carton, like a juice, yeah. juice carton. Yeah. If I haven't seen it, go and have a look because it actually looks really good. Cool. So you're gonna get one. Yeah, I'm gonna get one. 
I want to buy one because like it's my mate and it looks fucking cool. But then I'm like, yeah, but I'm not natural. <laughs> as much as it's been a few years since I've taken something, I I feel I'll be lying to people. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely get one. I yeah, I said I'm gonna get one at the end of the month. Yeah, do it because they're fucking sick. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> gone off a, on a on a Gregor tangent. Um, but obviously, you you are an actual athlete, and let's talk a little bit about that as well. Actually, what made you decide that you were gonna just stay natural? So I um basically just. I don't I didn't want to put stuff in my body that I didn't know. I know this is really controversial because like with the covid jab and blah 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 people are like mm, you don't actually really know what was in what was in your body like what was going into your body. So I was like yeah, true, but um I just don't feel like I knew enough about all the performance enhancers to put them into my body if that makes sense. And as much as I would trust trust you um if it was stuff that was going to affect me later down the line having children and things like that then I just didn't I didn't I just didn't want to be fair as well as much as you said are we always put things in our body which you don't necessarily know what they are when you're take when you're buying something that is made in an underground lab there's no there's no one that goes on and checks you know if you buy something I don't know um, if you're buying a product, you've got someone that goes around that checks that that product is what it says it is. So if you're buying organic milk, for example, you've got a company that go around and put their little red tracks on the cartons that say like, this is milk from a British farm. And yeah. that's what it is because there's someone that says that that's what it is. If you're buying any form of performance enhancing drugs from some underground lab, as much as they say to you, this is, for example, clenbuterol, this is T3, this is your humbrine, this is whatever else. Is it? Yeah. Because just because someone says it is, yeah. does that mean it actually is? Like You've probably heard of it loads of times with people that, that go out on the piss and they, they get a packet in and they, they snort some cocaine and they realise it tastes very much like paracetamol. <laughs> it, like, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I just, for me, I just, I've always, I've always been really sceptical about what I put in my body anyway. Like, even when I had the COVID jab, I literally had, like, one, and I was like, no, I'd, like, I just didn't really feel like I needed it anyway. But I just, for me, I felt like, especially with bikini, I just don't feel like you really necessarily need it. And I was like, what's the point in me basically putting stuff into my body that I don't necessarily need to just, just because? Yeah. And to do what you said to me at the beginning was just going to be one season. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, but with the idea of wanting to have children in the next couple of years um, and it possibly affecting that, I mean, it just was, I just didn't see the point, personally. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, that's very natural. And then obviously you compete with a couple of different feds. So do you want to talk about... We're going to kind of go into a little bit deeper um, with what we kind of did differently going into different federations and things. But if you just give a quick overview of what federations you competed with um, and, yeah, how you did, things like that. Um, so first show was actually supposed to be NFM UK um, on the 2nd of September. Um, and then as 
we got through prep I think it was like maybe like three or four weeks before and in Bristol yeah and you were like "Mm, you're pretty much there there was just I think we need to take a tiny bit off of my legs yeah and that was I think that was five weeks must have been for like five weeks before because I I remember and we were and you were like oh we could potentially go in two weeks and it was kind of like a bit of a passing comment and then when we caught up on the Monday you were like no let's just leave it as it is for now and just really push for NFM which was on the second and then like a week later we I did my Monday morning check-in and you were like no we're good to go if you want to jump in early and I was like okay let's do it so we ended up doing FitX whale yeah um in port talbot that was i think it was like the 19th or the 20th of august um yeah we did we did that um that was my first show we were not fully fully as lean as conditioned as we were as obviously we were planning to do for nfm but because huh we didn't like properly peak we just did like no so we our peak was (laughs) asparagus (laughs) yeah just literally asparagus, wasn't it? We didn't do no. There was no peak max. Diuretics, and we literally just put asparagus in a few meals. Um, yeah. And I think we tapered your water down a little bit. Yes, we did. Like the day before, because I was on six to seven liters a day, which I now drink absolutely like is dust. Um, but yeah, so we did Fitex. Um, I did first timers and open and got second in first timers and got third in open um and then we did nfm uk two weeks after that which i did beginners because nfm beginners is your first year yeah it is which i'm huh i really like that yeah i think it just kind of gives you a bit more of like because even if it's your first season like just because it's not your first ever show, like yeah. I was, that was my second show, but I still was nervous and it was still new for me. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's a different yeah. federation, it's, it's everyone's every federation is different. So, um, first time as I got second, second, yeah, and then open, I got third again. Yeah, because you got the same results in both shows. Yeah. Um, the standard at both those shows was insane, to be fair. Wales always brings the talent. It does. I always, it always... brings the standard. And I kind of am glad that I did those ones because I feel like, for me, like it set the bar high and I knew what to expect, if that makes sense. Yeah. And to have come away with second and third amongst those kind of athletes was crazy, to be honest. Yeah, it was good. Um and then we had UK DFBA two weeks after. Um, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three. NFM was the second. UK DFBA was the seventeenth. Oh yeah. That was two weeks after, which we had to come in even tighter for. That was fun. <laughs> that was an experience. <laughs> um, didn't place at UK DFBA. Um, but I was up against 14 girls, probably the biggest class I've ever had to go up against. So I was... It was easily. But a long way. Bit, a bit sceptical going into it anyway. And it was such a long day that 
before I'd even gone on stage, I was ready to go home, to be honest. It was an extremely long day. And then um, the week after, I did Fix Birmingham, which was my last one, um, which I placed second in. In open? In open, yeah. Which actually, you moved up a placing in open from your first show to your last show. She's come third, hadn't you, in open? Yeah, but it was only out three. Yeah, but... So, FitX and NFM were both... I think there was about four or five girls in both my classes, or between four and six. So, there was... It was, like, a kind of a good... Yeah, I think there's quite a few of you that open NFM, wasn't there? I want to say six of you in that, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was really nice to kind of experience the different federations, because they all are different. Um... Wouldn't be doing UKDFBA again. No. Um, for you. No offence to them, but just... It's too long a day, isn't it? The day was so long, so I had to... So with FitX and NFM, you could... I don't know about NFM, actually. No, not NFM. FitX, you could register the night before. So... You could as well, I think. You... Huh? NFM, I think you could. Oh, actually, I don't know. No, but... UK DFBA basically is was near us, near me. So Molly and Joe came to stay with us the night before. Um, because UK DFBA was literally like an hour away from us. And I was like, um, we can do that in one day, like rather than having to pay money to go and stay in Airbnb. Um, the tanning the night before was um even further than the venue, which was slightly bizarre. But anyway, we went there, drove there and back in the evening. Um but you weren't allowed to register the night before. So registration on the day was 10 o'clock. So I had to be there for 10, but I wasn't on stage until 8 p.m. So it was being there from 10 up until what time did I get off? Maybe just Later than that, you got on stage at I think you got on stage at court. I think I got off about half eight, 20 to nine. Mm. Um, bearing in mind my my makeup wasn't till 2.45 and my tan wasn't till 3.45 so between 10 and even 2.30 that's like what four and a half hours that I literally was just doing nothing and by the time I'd got to that point I was like exhausted like we'd been up since what seven o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning and I was just like by that point I was like this everything was just so slow it just felt like the day just went really slow and I just couldn't really get into the zone because it was such a long day it was funny wasn't it because like there was a group of us that kind of all knew each other well and we'd kind of taken over this cafe area (laughs) and And by that point I'd forgotten I was even competing (laughs) I was just like (laughs) I think like you were like led of the floor I don't think you actually fell asleep Gregor fell asleep Vaughn fell asleep I think Ali might have fallen asleep. <laughs> I just... I but the amount of people I'd spoken to, all the girls were just like, I'm I'm done now, like I'm past the point. And I think that's why I found it quite hard. Like by the time I'd gone up on stage, like I'd already had what three or four meals, but like basically what we had to basically give me what my normal meals would have been because it was such a long day that if we'd have given me like smaller portions I'd have just been starving all day yeah you lost fullness as well yeah Yeah. four meals before you went on stage and then you still had like a handful of Haribo before you pumped up yeah so four and a bit meals not to mention that 
not not to mention that I was being tanned amongst men, which I thought was extremely bizarre. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's one I definitely don't think that I would probably do again. Um, yeah. Just for the pure fact. I mean, they were lovely, but it just wasn't for me. Like it was just, it was just too much of a long day for me. I think um, aware of how long it was going to be. I think we didn't. Yeah, know. we didn't know until like couple of days before really which also makes it difficult the fact it's on a sunday and yeah, then... i had booked monday off work and like we didn't get home till what 11 o'clock at night on the sunday or something ridiculous no. so me and joe worked from yours the next day didn't we but if you live like if we'd had to go home that day which if we just stayed in a hotel we would have had to go home because we would have had to work on a monday yeah we got home at like two o'clock in the morning yeah. and that's ridiculous mm. so but yeah, so I definitely for X and NFM I literally had such a good time with. I would definitely do them again, hundred percent. Um everything was just really fun about both those days. I had such a nice time. Um, all the girls I met there were absolutely like just so nice, so lovely. People that I've made friends with, like that I'm still friends with now that I would still talk to most days. Um, and it's just mental, like the sport, the amount of people that you meet in the sport is just insane yeah absolutely and you do meet like really good friends that you'll just stay friends with and you might like Shah I've literally we speak every day and she's someone that I've said to her you'll be my friend forever like I've we've got so close and like having someone that's going through the prep same time as you like it's so hard because you have people around you that support you but if they because it you not everyone understands the sport and I admittedly like I didn't really understand it before I started it before I obviously went to a show with Ash last year but before then I didn't really have a clue about it and you can't expect people to fully understand it but having people that you meet in prep the same time as you it just makes the prep so much more bearable because you've got people to go to other than like your coach like for me Sean was so supportive but if I was having a day where I was like like just either really emotional or I was having a wobble like he would always be like what can I do is there anything I can do but sometimes it's just like you just need someone who's going through it with you to be like oh my god yes like I'm the same do you know what yeah, I mean it's feel normal isn't it yeah like, I can sit there and be like yeah Holly like it's normal to feel really low energy towards your back yeah. end you know it's normal to feel like this it's normal to feel like that like you still think like is it though is she just yeah. saying because I used to feel really bad so I used to I used to say to Sean like just to pre-warn you I'm having one of those days today and he would be like that's cool is there anything I can do to help or whatever and it would be great or if I said to him like I just need to be not on my own but I just need like to just be with my own thoughts today and like just like get on with it like almost be like a robot today he mm. would just stay out like be out the way or whatever unless I needed him but like in it's so hard for people that don't understand the sport because if you don't understand the sport you don't like it's I can't even put into words like they don't understand why you're they're like well you're putting yourself through this and I'm like yeah I'm putting myself through this and it's I always felt like when I had those days I used to be like Holly you're the one that decided to do this like you put yourself through this there's no one's told you to do it and I was forced you to do it but then I'd be like but then I'm not a robot so it's actually okay to have these days like everybody has these days whether they're on prep or not so it it was having those people that were going through the same thing as 
as you to kind of be like, yeah, that's normal. And everyone copes it different. Everyone feels things different. Like when you said that, I kind of forgot, but like, I used to really like silence. Like yeah. I used to need to be sat there with like literally complete silence. Yeah. Like it's really weird because I'm not normally like that. I'm not normally someone that needs silence. I'm normally like very buzzing around, do this, do that, do the other, like talk to people. I'll have a podcast on like all the time, but I would like literally be like, no, I just need like silence. Yeah. Like complete I silence. think that's because you have so much like during prep you have where you have so many boxes to tick like you're constantly thinking I need to do this 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 like tick 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 and it's like you don't because you know that your day is constantly basically by (laughs) box ticking Mm. you don't have that time to just be like oh I've done everything now I can just shut off like because even when you've done everything you still you still got stuff in your mind like my next meal or like have I definitely finished my steps or have I got cardio to do or like or trying to get organized for the next day or or the next couple of days you know what I mean so having like when you actually do sit in silence it's like okay I do actually just need to sit in silence (laughs) yeah and just like yeah because I think that's what for me it was always like the next day I think it depends on your job and stuff as well like I think the 2021 prep I did because my job was so different with my shifts it would build up that anxiety of like okay like I need to like what shift am I on tomorrow what time do I need to get up to make sure I've trained and done cardio and gone for a walk before I get to work yeah I need to go for a walk before I go to work well actually like who am I on with am I on with people where actually I'm going to be really busy like what's my diary at work looking like am I going to be doing enough steps at work I don't need to go for that walk can I then sleep in a bit later um or do I need to be up and go to work hey well if I'm going to work like okay what meals do I need to make sure I've got with me what am you know what am I training what do I need to have packed to train after work because I would go leave the house and then that'd be you till the train cardio steps home to bed Yeah. yeah And I think that's, that's, a lot of people were like, oh, prep doesn't need to take over your life. It does. Yeah, it it does. does. And like, yes, you can, you can do other things in life around prep, but prep is the priority for that period of time. Like for me with work, they were, I mean, work have been, were amazing. Like I, my hours are actually pretty good. I only work nine till four most days there'd be the odd occasion where I need to stay late or need to start early. And I just said to them, I just need notice because I need to make sure that I prioritize like training steps, things like that around that. Like I'm fine to stay late. I'm fine to start a bit earlier, but I just need to know in advance so that I can work my schedule around it, which sounds so silly to someone who's not on prep because they must think Christ, like, do you really need that much but it honestly but they've been so good and I've just been able to like get up most of the time I'll train before I used to train before I went to work I'd managed to somehow get training and then often steps done or for example I'd go and do my cardio and steps in the morning and then do my training in the evening because I know cardio would literally be the last thing I'd be wanting to do after work so if I had days where I had to do cardio and training I would often do my cardio and steps before work and then I would take the girls out for a walk during the day so that I'd have another bulk of my steps done. Yeah. And then I'd train in the evening. But 
so Holly's job as well. Oh. If, obviously, people aren't going to know this. Oh yeah. So I'm a nanny. When I talk about I take the girls out for a walk, it means I'm taking some dogs out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a nanny. So I look after two little girls. One's like, well, she'd be four months old now, and nearly four months old now, and the other one's like, uh, she is eight, well. nineteen months. So it's definitely prep has definitely been it's definitely been a challenge trying to juggle the two um because obviously if I had wobbly days I it was hard to then try and then be like right I'm in work mode now like try and take my mind off it but um like I said work were really 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 great so um I and I survived it so yeah I'm still here what made you when I get into competing in the first place? So I joined Ash's team last year. We did a 12, I did the 12 week challenge, which was, oh, yeah, 18 months ago. Mar- I think it was March last year. And we, me and Ash ended up getting quite close. And she was talking to me about, I can't even remember. I think she was talking to me about some of her friends that were um, Leanne was competing and she said about going to see it and I thought oh that that'd be something I'd probably be interested in going to watch so we ended up going to watch um PCA London I think it was last year um which is where Liam was competing and we got there and literally we both left there and we were like I want to do it I want to do it and Ash had already I think spoken to you um because Ash is also Molly's client as you Will probably have seen on board with me she said that she wanted to compete yes yeah, so she originally said she wanted to compete anyway but i think it was a bit of a oh i think i'm thinking about competing but like wasn't didn't really have a time frame on it like sp- specifically so yeah. she um was like oh i want to go and watch this show my friend's competing in it and i'm thinking about maybe competing so anyway we went we both come away from that like absolute buzz and we were like oh that looked like the the atmosphere was just insane and just seeing everybody up there like seeing how hard they'd worked and that they'd literally worked their asses off to be there and it just looked like they were all having such a good time. So we went to that one and then we went to Compact which I think was like the week or two weeks after. And then when we left there we both were like no definitely want to do it. Um, yeah, because was a busy one because I'd got yeah, I just got Stefan, hadn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you had opposing client Lucy. Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so we left there and we were like, yeah, like definitely, definitely wanted to do it. I didn't really think, and I, I obviously had it an idea in my head, but I didn't really know when I was going to because obviously at that point I was only in. I think I just just done my 12 week challenge I think Mm. Um, so I wasn't really in the mindset of being like I'm gonna prep right now and then I'd had a chat with you and you were like I think you've got really good muscle um like you said that I was in quite a good position yeah uh, see um like potential and I was like oh and I was like do I need to have like much of an off season you were like well I think we could probably work with what we've got and then I think Ash then went into prep. She was umming and ahhing for ages, as she always does. And then I think having her go into prep was a bit more like, ah, oh, now I've got someone that I like close that I can follow and kind of see what it's all about. Um, and um, we used to speak every single day, like throughout the whole of her prep, um, and was there for quite a lot of like I was there for all of her shows and things like that. And it just kind of gave me a bit more of a like, yes, 
this is something I wanted to do. Yeah, and then you just... Yeah, then we had, a chat, we had a chat, didn't we? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. Um, For anyone who knows me, knows that I've wanted children for quite a long time, like last couple of years, definitely. Um, And I was like, oh, I don't really know whether I want to go down the route of having children and then compete or compete and then have children. And you were like, well, while you're here, you might as well just crack on with it. Um. And then we kind of talked about when when we would prep. And for me, my birthday's in January. So I was like, I don't really think the beginning of the season is good for me because I have my birthday in January. Sean's is in March. And I was like, I don't really want to be on prep during that time. Um. So then we talked about end of the year and it kind of worked out right for us, I think, I feel like. But I didn't really have really a growing phase an off an off season or growth phase I didn't really have that because I came over to you I think I stopped my cut with ash maybe like November and then I had literally between November and like February to kind of almost maintain a bit of a growth phase but it wasn't really much of a growth phase my calories didn't really go overly high because we didn't have enough time um and then I came over to you in February and we kind of did maintenance for a few weeks and then we did a mini cut. Yeah. Um, then we did maintenance and then we went into prep. What was it? Eight, I think it was the middle of May. Yeah, I think it probably was, yeah. So I didn't really have much of a growth phase. So I kind of just went in with kind of an open mind as to like, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know how I'm going to come in condition wise or whatever. And just, but I knew that I was going to thrive in some way because I definitely thrive better in a cut because I like having structure in the routine and seeing the progress more Yeah, as opposed to off season. Absolutely. And you did like, you really thrived. Like you were, you were so easy to prep because I was just like, can you do this now? And you were like, yeah, okay. And you just get on with it and you just do it. You might moan a little bit, but I was just like, okay. But you just, you did just get on with it, which yeah. is good. Um, And yeah, you just, you just train hard, man, which is what we like. And it showed and it worked and you did well. Is there anything you do differently in your, like if you were going to either t- tell something to yourself before you started prep or going into your next season, like it, what would you do differently? I would probably say it would probably be the doubt in myself Mm. to be honest I don't feel like I feel like the approach that we did I wouldn't really change I feel like we approached things but like obviously like I feel like the way we, we approached it well the prep that we had for each show was worked well for me and we found what worked for me but I think it would probably be the doubt in myself yeah. and maybe not put as much pressure on myself, especially for like that last show. I put so much pressure on myself for the last show. I think you put pressure on your fir- the first show as well because you come out of tan and you looked at me and you were like, I don't see the point in doing this. Like, I'm not going to do this. You're like, everyone in there is fucking jacked, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Holly, if they're fucking jacked, they'll be figure girls. And you were like, no, they're not. They're all bikini. And I was like... <laughs> to be fair, oh, most of them were bikini. <laughs> The one that you were really kicking off about there, you were like, she's fucking jacked. And I was like, Holly, 
if they're that jacked in bikini, they'll get moved into a figure. So stop getting in your head about it. He and then you come out the next day and this girl's wearing like a figure suit and Holly's like, yeah, that's the figure girl. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I want to be yes. as jacked as her. She looked insane. Um, yeah, so I think it would be the self-doubt, but I feel like that everyone has that in prep. Like everyone, you always go, everyone goes through that phase where there, there is such thing as a prep brain and prep fucking with your head because it really does mm, absolutely it's like you're looking it's like someone you're looking at someone completely different yeah and if you didn't like doubt yourself like you it probably wouldn't mean anything to you either yeah but i feel like it would definitely be the pressure like next time i would definitely just literally and i always say to people like now go and enjoy it go and enjoy it <laughs> um go and enjoy it but I actually would like I would take that advice for myself next time as well because even though I did enjoy it I put too much pressure on myself at the same time yeah absolutely um and you didn't need to like there was no pressure from me I was like yeah just go for it but I think because I got this the second and the third so many times I was just like oh I just want like I think that's why for the last show I put so much pressure on myself because I was like I've come so close and the feedback has literally been it was so tight between two of you and I'm like I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because it just it kind of made me it it was good in the sense that it made me want it more but then it was then like well if I'm that close then how have I not got it yet yeah but you just, you kept going and there would just be one person that was just like a little bit. Yeah, better. and it literally like, oh, this person turned up on the day and it was not your fault. And I'm like, <laughs> but um, then I kind of reflected like the day after and I was like, guy, like, Holly, this was your first season. Yeah. Your first season. Like the amount of people that have their first season and don't place and you've done four shows and placed in three of them. Yeah. I didn't place... My first show I didn't play, so I couldn't tell you where I went, came because there was, I think there's like 28 of us or something stupid on stage. I think I must have been like 13. <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't. That um, was just, I couldn't even, couldn't even picture myself in that lineup, to be honest. It was so, there were so many girls there that it was, I mean, I know 14 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're all standing next to each other and you're like, you do, you do suss each other out. Like, if anyone tells you they don't, you do. Um, but I literally was just looking along the line thinking, wow. Yeah. Where do and I put myself here? Like, these days, the, the shows are, because there's so many more shows, the shows are quieter. Yeah, and it, I think because it's the end of the year, though, because it's near finals, a lot of these shows are normally a bit yeah, busier. busier. But, like, I think, like, eight people in a class, like, now people are like, oh, that's quite a big class. Like I said, my first show, I think there's like 28 of us or something. There, yeah. Honestly, it was that was juniors, though. And it was so busy. And then the other class I did, um, I, I want to say there was eight of us in that one. Mm. Um, That was my first year. But that was PCA Southwest and Exeter, which is always going to be quite quiet. That was Bikini Tool. Um, because, because it's an Exeter, like no one, like no one goes there. Yeah. It's normally quite quiet. So that was still eight of them for what would have been a quiet show back then. Mm. Where now, like eight of them, you'd be like, oh, that's a really busy class. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's for me, that's... that would have been like, like, that would have been like perfect for me, eight. Yeah, I like eight. I'm like, six to eight is lovely. Yeah. 
Because you've got a bit of competition, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, but even then in 2021, beginners with two bros, I want to say there's probably about eight or nine of us in that. There was two in my open class. For X, I would say, again, there's about between six and eight. NFM was the same. They they were bigger, but this year, I have to say, like, they are, and that's going back two years, they are, the, the classes are a lot smaller. So actually 14 in a class is quite big for, like, how shows are now. Really mm-hmm. quite big. Because not most federations would split that into two. Yeah. So it was big. It was a big class. Very big. Um. Obviously, when you compete as well, we changed your looks around quite a lot. Yeah. So bring in different looks to stage. And I talk about this to people all the time, but I think you're the one person I've had that's really ran with it. Yeah. So how you kind of mixed up your hair, how you mixed up. You didn't really mix up your jewellery much, did you? You did mix up your bikini. No, my jewellery stayed the same. Um, Um, I just changed my belly bar. Oh, wow. Um, So Fit X and NFM, I had my hair down, but literally just had my natural hair. Um, um, The first Fit X, didn't you have it straight as well? Yeah, first Fit X was straight. Um, NFM, I did curly. Basically, my hair doesn't normally hold curls whatsoever. So originally, I was like, it's not going to happen. Like, there's no point. By the time I get on stage, it's just going to be straight and whatever. And I don't really, my hair's long, but it's, there's not, it's like, it's thin, but there's quite a bit of it, but not enough for like volume. So I was like, I don't really like my hair just down. If I'm like going on stage, I just felt like it wasn't going to be enough. Anyway, I tried it on at home and I was like, oh, okay, I could do, I could do this. I feel like it actually looks quite nice. Um, so FitX, the first show, I just had it straight. I had my makeup done um, by Darren. Um, yeah. And then NFM, I had it curly, but my natural hair straight. Well, not straight, down. Yeah. Um, and well, we dyed it as well because we... Oh, yeah. So FitX was... The first show I did, I, my hair's like auburn and I kind of wanted it more of like an auburn as opposed to like copper originally because it was just a bit too bright for me. Anyway, when we did Fit X the first show, when I had the tan on, my hair just looked brown and I was like, mm, I just feel like my hair's not really popping. It, we were just like, it's not popping enough. So then I, for NFM, I, I put tan. Huh? I think it's the ready orange undertones of the tan. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of, I mean, it looked nice, but my hair just looked like brown. Yeah. Um. So then for NFM, I put, I had a toner put on that was like a tangerine, like ready copper colour, um, which made a huge difference. Um, Had that and then I went for a bit more of a brownie makeup, which Ray Ray did. I absolutely love that. Um. So that was NFM. And then wore my purple bikini for both of those. And then I just decided that I wanted to switch up for UKDFBA because I was like, I just feel like we need we need something else. We just need to... I was originally going to have a different bikini, wasn't I, for um, FitX Birmingham just because I'd already worn the purple one for my first FitX. So I was like, I feel like I kind of want to wear a different one. But we decided to go with a georgia rose rental for uk the fba we went for black and then i had like the red 
like the bright red coppery hair and that was honestly my favorite look I love that 100% and um the amount of people that messaged me after and were like I loved this look I loved this look I loved this look and I was like me too me too um I just feel like the black with my hair it just it just really popped Mm. um considering it wasn't a bikini that was made for me it was like a rental I was actually really impressed with how it fit it fit me literally perfectly um and then I went for quite a really dark smoky eye which Danielle Spencer did absolutely loved that too because I'm not normally a black smoky eye girl like I don't don't normally go for stuff like that when she mentioned it I was a bit like "Mm, I'm not really sure and I was like but I trust you just just do it um and that was honestly it made the look yeah Um, and then for the last fit x I had my hair oh so I had my hair that was a clip in ponytail wasn't it but that was curly straight for UKDFB and then curly for no 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 it was curly for UKDFBA straight for fit x yeah I was gonna say I've just done a real yeah (laughs) yeah so for UKDFBA I had a clip in long ponytail um so I had my hair up which I absolutely loved and then for FitX Birmingham we did um ponytail straight really long straight ponytail and I did my own makeup for that one tried to kind of follow the Danielle Spencer vibe but wasn't obviously as good as hers but it still looked good I was quite impressed considering I felt like because I'd already done three shows I'd kind of got a gist of the makeup and how to kind of do it so um that was quite fun but I did my own hair for all of the shows just for the pure fact that my hair just doesn't ever cooperate most of the time so to have someone else do it and pay for someone else to do it then it probably does not look anything like planned I didn't really see the point I think it didn't Gabby put it in curlers for you or something? yeah um yeah so I had it pinned in curls for NFM but that kind of had to last me all day and overnight which was a bit risky um because I had to sleep in it and then I just went over it the next day yeah, if anyone goes on the YouTube that's when Holly looks like dot com dot com dot com vibes dot com looking shredded shredded dot here <laughs> she comes <laughs> Oh, I was doing my checking and I was like, oh God, <laughs> do I look like? Your looks from one show to the next to the next to the next changed so much. And really what you changed, yes, you did have a render bikini for one of them, but really with your hair, what you changed was so little. And it's so powerful that you can change your look so much. Yeah, I definitely would recommend it to people always. Yeah. Like it literally the difference of me having my hair down and straight to having it in a up and in like a long clipping ponytail. I look like a completely different person. Yeah. And I think it's good fun when I think for certain federations for like your IFBBs, you need to have it. Yeah. You need to kind of get the gist of the federation to know what, what, what kind of. Yeah, but when you're going for effects, when you're going for an NFM, like have fun with it because yeah. those are that you can have fun with it, and they're not they're not bothered by how long or short it is. Like I judge with both of them federations, right? I literally don't even unless it's coming down to like the final details. I yeah. don't really care. 
like what their hair looks like. You don't really care what their makeup looks like. If they if your makeup's really really awful, yeah, or like, yeah, like it's almost distracting. Yeah, then it will kind of go against you. But yeah, you know, nine times out of ten, as long as you've got some makeup on your face, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, so have fun with it. Change the looks of your makeup. Change the looks of your hair. And just just play about with styles because that's just the thing that's fun for you and that's the girly bit that we get yeah. to do. So I 100% do that. And I change jewellery and stuff as well. Like you go on the compact website, there's so much. Yeah, they're so, and it's all so affordable. Even if you just get like, a, so you've got two pairs of earrings to choose between. One for if you're having your hair up and one if you're having it down. Absolutely. One if it's curly, one if it's straight. Like, uh, like you said, it is affordable. It is fairly cheap. It's not... Yeah. I think the earrings are like twelve pounds or something. And like, they're not real diamonds. Yeah, really sparkly, but they're they're not real diamonds on there. So they're not loads of money. You can you can so easily play around with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at renting a bikini, I think it's like hundred thirty quid. So yeah, and for me, I was like, was like, it was either that or I wore the same bikini for four shows. Which yes, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Like they don't judge you on the fact that you're wearing the same bikini like that's not going to bother that's not going to affect it but it was just for me I was like because I did all my shows so close together I was like oh I just felt like it'd be like oh she's wearing the purple one again oh it's the purple one again and I just felt like I just wanted to switch up I was getting a bit bored of just wearing the same bikini having fun for you isn't it yeah and I was like oh actually and the thing is I never ever thought I'd wear black I was like, mm, black's not really one. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I wear black all the time, but like, I didn't think black as, as a bikini would look nice on me. And then as soon as I saw it, I don't even know where I'd seen it. And I just thought, oh, you looked at the green one, weren't you? And the green. Yeah, I was looking at the um, green one and they didn't have that one available. And now I think about it and I think the green would look really lush, but I actually think that the black just with my hair it really contrasted well. Yeah. It looks- it looks so nice as soon as I put it on I was like yes and I think that is a hard thing with if you've got like kind of auburn or red hair like what color to go for because you are a lot more limited yeah the green the one the green one that I looked at was actually it was I can't remember the name but it's a Georgia Rose one it was an emerald something but it had green and black in so that one would look nice because you kind of would have had it was a very very dark green so I feel like that would have that would have contrasted really well but then he didn't I didn't want to go for one that was a bit more of like a lighter green because I felt like that would have been the colors would have been a bit too too much yeah. yeah that's the thing like with different hair colors it is harder like I'm blonde I can literally go with anything really yeah. um like personally I don't really go with purple because I'm not a big fan of like purples like on my my complexion yeah over yellow and that's it really yeah but any other colour you can go for. You can go for blue, you can go for red, you can go for green, mm. you can go for pinks, oranges. Yeah. But it is harder with red hair. So, but I think you absolutely killed it to be fair with both the looks. So, if you got red hair and you're thinking, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people thought I was going to go green, to be honest. Like originally, before I even wore my first one, a lot of people said green. So, I think that was a very generic, like aerial vibes. And yeah. I've been wearing purple like tracksuits jumpers and gym stuff like a couple of months beforehand and I was like do you know what I actually quite like this combo and then when I had my um meeting my zoom call with Mandy she was like what are you thinking and I was like 
well, actually, and then I showed her the purple and she went, I like it. She said, a lot of people would think you'd go green. So she said, I like the fact that you've gone for a purple. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> I, do you know, I still think the best comment was at UKTFBA when Vaughan was, when you were like, I'm going to go to my bikini reveal, Vaughan was like, I don't know why girls will be doing bikini reveals. It's only going to be blue, red or green. Like, um, actually, it's black. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Vaughan, it's neither of those. <laughs> It's not three of them. It's black. Actually, <laughs> Vaughn, it's just black. <laughs> he didn't know what to say, bless him. Yeah. Hated that. Never thought of that. Um, have you got any tips then from your first kind of season that you would give other people? Um, my tips would be... What would my tips be? If... Uh... Get your cardio done early. Yeah. Bulk of your steps done in the morning. Um, I'd always I always get my half at least half my steps done by midday so that I know that I'm not chasing my steps later on in the day. Otherwise, you spend your whole evening walking around. Um, my other tips would be like connect with other people in prep. Um, what other tips would I suggest? Still socialise if you can, while you can. Um, huh? You were quite sociable still. Yeah, I had quite a few events during prep. And there's, there is a point you sometimes come to where you're just like, you're, like for me, I, I think I got to a point where I was like tolerating like really long days of being out and about was not really for me. But like going to events that were like just a couple of hours or whatever, I was still fine with like, the food and stuff didn't really bother me at that point um but I would definitely still do normal things because as much as prep does kind of take over most of your life it's nice to for it not to take over the whole of your life yeah. like still do those things that you would normally do as much as you possibly can basically um like there's ways around it like taking your meals with you like we had a engagement party I ate in the car before I got out the car so that I knew when I was there I wasn't going to be hungry um and then I had my other meal like on the way home so I knew that I was not going to be hungry in that time does that make sense um you just need a good cool bag don't you yeah good cool bag is just going to sort your life cool bag um and just enjoy the process like take each day as it comes like ride like f- I fully embraced every single day even the bad days like it's it still blows my mind like it was such an interesting process for me that like every single day I was just like like when I had every different emotion going through it was just like riding the wave like embracing it being like this is part of prep and yeah I'd have days where I'd wobble but I would embrace it as weird as that sounds I think as well, like you need to, because if prep was easy, if you just, if you went on this journey of prep and you're like, do you know what? I I like cardio and I'm not that bothered by food, which you probably aren't at the peak of an off season. Like I can tell you right now, I've been off season for a good year now. And I can tell you right now, like food does not fucking bother me. Yeah, that's and where we were I wouldn't feel hungry to begin with at all. Like I know that's where we didn't get on because I would be hungry and you'd be like, "But it's just food." And I'm like, "Molly, you're in off season. It's just food to you, but it's food to me." 
said you said to me like that burger dipped in that disgusting cheese sauce and I was like holy oh. sick and you're like anyone who does those burgers and you get that American cheese sauce and you just dunk the burger in. Molly hates cheese, so she didn't understand the excitement for me. And I was just like, she's like, but it's just a burger or it's that sauce is disgusting. And I'm like, Molly, you're in off season. You not you don't care about this food, but I do. So can you just enjoy it for me for one second? I think it's more that like I, to be fair, when I was in prep, like I would tell myself as well, though, I would still tell myself the same, like my mindset yeah. of food yeah had to be my mindset of food the top of off season like it is just a burger yeah I think for me I actually coached we were worried about my food focus and I think that I actually did really well up until it was just before UK DFBA yeah and then you started saying before UK DFBA and I started to struggle and my so for my peak week like the carb up that I had like two or three days before for nfm effects was like caramel rice cakes dark chocolate peanut butter biscoff um i think i had bagels as well yeah. um the uk dfba because we needed to be tighter and molly wanted my midsection to stay as like basically as tight as possible she basically i was so excited because i was like i got to the point where i was like oh, I'm, I'm hungry now like I can't wait for my carb up I knew it was coming and then Molly's like I've done your food for the day and I went onto the thing and it was like 40 grams <laughs> I'm laughing because I can just I'm just imagining I'm just re- reminiscing um 30 grams of rice and I was like Molly is that it and Molly was like yeah 30 grams of rice I told you I went you said we were carbon up today and you were like yeah I said we were going to do it gradually and I went no you said you were going to fill me up 30 grams of rice for two meals I couldn't be any more disappointed and I'm not even kidding you I cried for five minutes in my kitchen saying I'm just want food (laughs) then the day after she was like we're going to carb you up more tomorrow and I was like okay next day extra 10 grams extra 10 grams of rice for each meal and I think you put in like I did put in some like peanut butter or dark chocolate or something no I don't think I don't even I can't even remember what it was basically I'd for the whole of my prep I'd had potatoes baby fried air potato baby fried air fried baby potatoes those tinned ones are like my favorite thing ever and that I was fine to have that anyway when we got to UKD FBA Molly was like right we're just going to stick with rice because we need to keep your midsection tight and then I think I actually had my rice taken off me didn't I because I think we needed we needed to anyway so I was like oh, I'll be able to get my potatoes back for my car but <laughs> just more rice Holly I literally was like Molly I don't even fucking like rice take the rice away I don't want it <laughs> had another cry in the kitchen I messaged Sean saying she's just giving me more rice and that's it <laughs> and I was like at this point, I didn't. I said to you, I said, I think after FedEx, I'm done. Yeah. So I knew that I was getting to that point with yeah, food. But I was... you, you cried about it and you were like, oh, there was a reason behind it. it yeah, there was, uh, there was a valid reason behind it. And I always said to you, I know there's a valid reason. I'm not doubting you for that. And I know that you're doing it for a reason. But I was like, I'm, my, mindset, my mindset was just, I, I'm, I just want food now. 
because you did wake up for UK GFBA and you come downstairs and you were like so obviously we're in your house and you like looked in the mirror and you looked at me and you went I went my waist has never been this tight before and I was was like my waist is nearly (laughs) non-existent (laughs) but and I knew that there was a reason behind it and the process was like I knew I've never said I always said I remember I said to you this is not me saying that I don't believe I don't like I don't agree with what you're doing and I said to you I know there's a valid reason and I don't even need to you to explain it to me I said I know but I said I'm just I can't help it my mindset is now I want food and you were like but it's just food and I was like I know but my mindset is not saying that anymore and and that's when I said to you I know that like after Fex because Fex was the week after yeah I was like I know after that I'm done because I just knew that my food focus was becoming it was just getting to that point now and I was like I don't want it to get any worse than what it is now because I don't want my relationship with food to end up me just spending the whole post post show just literally eating and eating and eating and eating because I'd got that relationship with food where I'd obviously got that mindset um so because we were originally going to do finals because I'd obviously got invite for finals and then I just decided that I was like it's just I need to think about me and I need to think about where I'm at mentally and I before it got to that point rather than getting to that point and then being like I don't want to do it I just knew that it was coming so I'm kind of glad that I recognized that and I was aware of it because I think a lot of people are not aware of post-show and the in-between shows yeah in-between shows wasn't wasn't in-between shows for me was definitely the hardest part I think the last two you did all right with, but we reversed. Yeah, but they were only a week apart, so I went straight into a peak week. Yeah, we reversed into that show as well, didn't we? We didn't. Yeah, I suspect I didn't need to be as tight for, but definitely between between shows was definitely the hardest part for me, 100%. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. It's not. It's really not. Um, That's why I did a podcast on it last. Yeah. Last out. (laughs) The previous one to this. Um. But yeah, you did good though. You did good. Thanks. Thanks. So the next bit we're going to talk about is about kind of female hormones. And it's going to be a bit more of me talking on this one as well, I think. Yeah. But we're going to cover this topic because I think it's really, really important. It's spoken about. But it's also... Wait, can I just say, there was one question that I just have to, that Shah asked about my favourite post-show mail that I need to just answer before we go into that. Well, I was going to do that at the end, but you okay, to... okay, you do that at the end. I'll do that at the end. We'll um, do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. You, if you want to know, you have to stay listening. Absolutely, you have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to obviously talk more about like female hormones and stuff, and I want people to understand it from a place of proper education and not people just saying you just, just saying. eat more food or you just need to up your you need fat. more fat. Yes, that's the one thing I was going to say that I was going to ask you um, during this is people, why why do people assume that it's just fats? But you can go into that in a little bit. To, to be honest, I don't really know because the, I, the reason I don't know is because the the thought process there is so flawed. If we, if we just said, oh, okay, like if you want to get your cycle back, you just need to eat more fats. Yeah that doesn't really make any sense to me because if you were key, like dieting keto, which a lot of people do. You're already having the fats. 
yeah you yeah you'd be like really high fat oh, therefore why would you be losing your cycle if you were eating keto surely that would then be impossible if you're eating keto yeah. like that to me makes no sense whereas people on the keto diet actually can you know are quite risk at losing their cycle so to me that makes zero sense mm-hmm. and I think it's it's one of these things in bodybuilding where I think it's um someone once said it once years ago and maybe they said it slightly differently and maybe they said it with a different sort of context behind it um but it's kind of been ran with a bit like you know people used to always say you need to load creatine if you're taking creatine the first like two weeks you were meant to take like 20 grams or something and then you take 10 and then you just take five from there on and like people are like what the fuck and then everyone's like no like that's a myth like that's that's not the case um and it's the same with like, oh, you just need to eat your eat fats to, you know, regain your female hormones. And as much as fats are really important, yes, and yes, you probably do need to up fats. Like mm-hmm. that is not the underlying cause that you've lost your cycle. Like yeah. at all. Um, and the kind of other things I hear as well are that your ovaries have shut down. Your ovaries have not shut down. It's a thing in your brain. So it, it, you know, what's what's happening? Explain it. Why don't you explain what it yeah, is? So what's happening when you're on prep is. You, it's actually a breakdown of the hypothalamus so the hypothalamus is in your brain and it's actually to do with leptin levels so leptin levels also control your hunger so i like to think leptin of, of like this little like really really anxious security guard so he stood there in your brain and he's seen what's coming in and got what's going out and he's the one that tells you to eat more food when you're hungry and when you're really hungry on prep and you know people binge and stuff and it's because like their leptin levels are through the roof like it's because leptin's really like guys like this is not good here like we need to fucking eat so seems like this really anxious guy and when he's not getting enough calories in he's not seeing the calories come in and he's he's looking at his checkboard and he's like guys this isn't adding up here he will a will tell you to eat which is why you feel so hungry um but b he'll start to shut things down so as humans you as much as we need a functioning um ovary system I can't think what the word was then um but like as much as we need a functioning kind of like um, reproductive system are you going to die if you cannot ovulate and you cannot have a baby no you're not going to die like is it optimal to live like that absolutely not no because there's obviously so many other things it affects but you're not going to die so when leptin needs to start shutting things down, one of the first things it will shut down is things like the reproductive system, is things like um, like hair and nails, like they'll start to go because you don't really need hair and nails. Yeah, my hair definitely started to um, fall out towards yeah, them. fall out, go a little bit brittle, things like that. Um, and it's, it's all kind of linked to, you know, your female hormones and, and that as well. Um, but that's kind of how leptin sees it as like oh we're not getting enough food so we need to do something about this to to keep ourselves alive because it wants to keep the rest of the body alive so that's what it will do so it's actually nothing to do with ovaries shutting down that's absolute bollocks what it is is leptin is um not releasing basically yeah and then that's basically a domino effect so that then goes down to maturity when he's shutting that down Obviously, your production of estrogen, uh, progesterone, testosterone, LH and FSH is all down regulate. You know, it all is lessened as well because we're not having um, that. So um, I forgot where I was going that were there. There's a bit of a. So that's what's happening with your body, basically. Um, 
And then when we're in a prep, there's obviously things that we can do to minimize the risk of it of it going. And um, why and why do, why do people lose their cycles during prep? Like, what is it? Not getting enough food. So leptin's not happy. So yeah. leptin's leptin's like think of him as your security guard. He's not happy with the fact that we're not getting enough calories in. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's lots of things as well. So there's obviously the the calorie kind of part of it. You know, we're not getting enough food and we're not getting enough carbohydrates in. We're not getting enough um, fats in. We're not getting enough. Well, you normally get enough protein in, um, but also your cortisol levels are really high as well. Um, so your body's in like this really high stress state, and it basically it's doing what it can to survive, and that's one of the things it's going to do to help it survive. Um, is shut down your kind of reproductive system. Um, so that's why you lose it. Um, but there is also other things that can happen that you'll lose it. So like really high stress. So um, it's been reported that people, you know, when they've got their GCSEs, their A-levels, university exams and stuff, um, they can actually lose their cycle then as well because um, they're under so much stress and their cortisol levels are so high. Um, that can affect it. Um, and also, you know, blood sugar regulation um, being kind of off um so not having enough carbohydrates and stuff as well that can also affect it so there's lots of different things that will affect it um but without going down too many kind of rabbit holes and stuff the one we're focusing on here is when you're in prep and that's basically what's happening when you're in prep your your body's fucking starving like like let's be honest with ourselves here your your body's starving um your stress levels are through the roof because you're yeah. basically having more there's more you're you're doing more output than you are getting any in, in input isn't it isn't it like yeah. your expenditures yeah. you're dieting to you know extremes but not only are you dieting to extremes but your cortisol levels are really high because things like um you're maybe not getting that so i don't mean it as like you're not getting enough sleep because now some people struggle with sleep and prep because they keep waking up through the night they struggle to get off to sleep yeah, i wasn't too bad with my sleep i i had m- no like minimum of I didn't have anything less than six and a half hours, I think, throughout the whole of that. Um, but we did quite a lot of things also to kind of help your sleep be good as well. Um, and try to try and minimise that. But things like people will wake up on a prep and they'll be like, I need to wake up at five or at four to be able to go to the gym to do my cardio, do X, Y, and Z before I go to work to, and then get home. And then I need to do some work or whatever before I go to bed. And just by doing that, it's actually shortening their window that they're able to sleep in. So obviously that's going to um, heighten cortisol levels. The stress of actually doing the prep, like mentally, um, mm-hmm. you know, taking out all of these things is going to heighten cortisol levels. The stress that you're putting your body through, the, the fact that you are on a prep, um, that your, you know, your steps are really high, your cardio is really high, you're training hard you're not necessarily deloading as much as you normally would or you're devoluming and not completely deloading all of those things as well you're adding so many different things into this mix where your body's like what the fuck are you doing to me yeah as Um, in like you're literally like that what you're putting out compared to what you're actually getting in is like so very different yeah absolutely and you're 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 it's a lot of stress on your body like you know regardless of whether you lose your cycle or whether it stays it's a lot of stress in your body and even if you're you get to the end of a prep and you've you've kept your period and like I've you know I've got a lot of clients that do at the end of that does that mean just because they're still having a period that their body's healthy and their hormones are healthy not really not necessarily because yes you may still have your period but that may be and in most circumstances it is because you're on contraception you're not having a period anyway 
Yeah. Um, but it may just be that actually your estrogen progesterone is lower, but it's not low enough that you've lost your cycle. So I'd still be looking to get that back to um, a more healthy and more optimal point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a, a lot there of like kind of why it's happening. Um, I only lost mine. I think my last one I had was end of July. So I actually only think. You only missed one. Before. I only missed two. So yeah. Two so far. I think. Yeah, I think it's one. I to keep it up until basically four weeks out. Like four weeks before my show. Yeah, three, four weeks out, which is really good. Yeah. It, like really far out, which obviously you want to avoid. Um, but we knew it was coming because it was getting less and less, wasn't it? I remember saying to you, like my periods were not a bit lighter. They were lighter, and I was like, I know it's it's on its way out, and I I was okay with that in the end. Originally, I when me and Mole first had our first chat, I was like, I really don't want to lose my period because I obviously want to have children, blah blah. And then you get to that point in prep where it's like, well, I've already done, I don't know, twelve weeks of prep, and I've lost my cycle. What's the point in me going? Nah, I'm cutting the prep short. I'm I'm stopping now. Like I'm I've already done twelve weeks. So what's another? F- like it was another four weeks until my show and I just thought what's the point now I might as well I'm here now so I've lost it and there's not really like there's no point me just stopping now I might as well just carry on it's important though that like we have that conversation as well and I think that this conversation is not had enough with clients that like when your period started to get to the point when we were like Mm, it's going we had that conversation yeah. I was we like, had that conversation many of times like you were like are you sure yeah and then you're like, it's up to you whatever and I think we had two at least two or three chats because I was like I think it's going yeah I'm pretty sure it is and then both times you were like it's entirely up to you you just tell me what you what you want to do and because you'd already knew you're you obviously knew that when I first died I said I really didn't want to lose it but like I said you're I was already three quarters of the way through and I just thought what is the point now like I'm already here I've like what's the point I'm I've lost it now like (laughs) I'm I've already done 12 weeks I might as well just carry on like it's really not it was just a conversation and saying like okay look your cycle looks like it's gonna go you've got three options here so option one is you pull out prep completely option two is we kind of sit where we maintenance yeah yeah put you on a maintenance so you're kind of sitting at this body fat level but we're going to reduce the stress in your body and it'll bring your cycle back Mm. um or option three is we keep going and chances are it's going to go completely i think it's really 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 important as coaches we have this conversation with our clients and we say these are your choices what do you want to do yeah i I, i'm yeah i i totally agree there because if you'd have just said to me well you basically lost it now so we might as well carry on like then I would have felt like "Mm, does she actually really care about the fact that my cycle's gone or do you know what I mean like I I definitely agree with you in in that in that sense and also it's it's also having that conversation like yes it is complete HA which is what it is hypothalamic amenorrhea which technically it, we're talking that you don't have because you have to have lost it for three um you have to have missed three like three cycles um mm-hmm. and have um blood re- like certain blood readings as well um uh, which obviously we've not even looked at um but you've only lost it for two so technically it's not that but it is that like we know that that's that's the route it's going down 
And it is completely, completely reversible when you do it right. It's completely reversible and it should be revert. It would should take eight weeks. Now, the only difference to this in bodybuilding is if you are adding anabolics into the mix and if you are pushing steroids to the point of kind of no return. Now, if you've chosen to do that and that's the path you've gone down, like that's cool, that's up to you, but you need to realise that that is the path that you're going down when you decide to take those those drugs. Um, That's what I mean when I said I didn't know enough about about that kind of stuff, so I wouldn't want... I feel like that's definitely something I totally agree there in the sense of I feel like you you should not you should be aware of that kind of stuff yeah I wouldn't have put you on any anabolics anyway because you don't need it but that's that's kind of like one thing that you do need to think about when you do decide obviously it could affect that now for what for what bikini girls should be taking not should be taking because you shouldn't need to take anything but what would be Ex- I don't know when I say expected but like for a bikini girl like you shouldn't be taking so many anabolics that it would actually impact impact your cycle to a point of no return yeah um and that's really important to to say that it shouldn't and if you're taking a, a lot more then it, obviously it can get a bit more of a gray area that we might not be able to bring it back again but if you're a natural athlete a hundred percent you can bring it back um you don't need to take firm test if your coach is telling you to take firm test get rid of them you don't need to take firm test you just need to eat right and train right and we're going to kind of talk about that what's firm test uh it's just testosterone but it's like weaker it's basically just testosterone um but yeah it's just a weaker amount because um females take it um but yeah you don't need to take firm test to bring your cycle back um if you like if you if you're completely natural especially um but yeah so the things that we did to obviously try and keep holly cycle for as long as possible were when and this is like how i do my clients is we try and keep her calories as high as possible for as long as possible and we try and keep her cardio as low as possible for as long as possible so that's obviously you know trying to make sure that her body's as well looked after as possible um we also try and keep carbs in all her meals for as long as possible. Now, there is going to be a point where if you want to compete, like you're not going to be able to have carbs in all five meals of the day because you're just not going to be able to um, to get in condition. So there is going to be a point where those carbs come away. Um, we, what else did we do? I'm just trying to think now. We also put in as supplements to try and help um so we used if you eat a lot of fish anyway you probably don't need it as much but we did put in um omega and flaxseed oil um we did put in a bit uh, in a vitamin b complex and we did put in vitex as well so all of those things there can help support um and i would really recommend those um when you're on prep um just to kind of help your body um and i think that's kind of everything we did wasn't it? we implemented rest days when we needed them we implemented refills when we needed them um, and we just really kept a really good track on what was going on with Holly's Holly's body and on with her cycle. So we knew what day we were meant to be in. Um, you know, should it, you know, if we're on day 14, are you having ovulation cramps? And not everyone gets ovulation cramps as we discussed before we start the podcast, but you do. So we could see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, okay. Is I day- also found I used to get, um, I used to also found that I used to get, um, 
almost like felt blocked up during around during my ovulation so I always knew when I was going to be around ovulating compared to when I was on my period yeah and then like different people slightly differently like my digestion was definitely different around ovulation yeah you do find that and some people they hold water yeah the weight might go up a little bit but if you're tracking it all like you'll know and you should know your clients so well that you'll know what's going on with them um and then did we know okay it's day 28 is holly coming on her period yes okay how long is holly's period is it as long as it normally is um just things like that like is she having a lighter or heavier flow than normal just really keep an eye on everything i think have i missed anything out of that that we did on no i don't think so that's kind of always we always focused on like making sure i was obviously had good sleep i know obviously that's different for everyone in prep anyway but i always made sure that i was pretty much because i sometimes used to get up at five for the gym i used to make sure that i was in bed by at least like half nine quarter ten then I would go to sleep between 10, around 10, so that I'd then at least have seven hours. Yeah. And there was only a, a rare, like, few days where I'd have less than that or I'd, like, be awake a bit in the night, but it was very, very rare. Um, I was quite lucky that my sleep was actually pretty good during prep, to be honest. Yeah, and also actually p- taking a sleep supplement, but not a sleep supplement that has melatonin in. So what a lot of people don't realise is melatonin can actually affect ovulation um in some females and you don't know if you are going to be one of the ones that it does affect so for that reason I wouldn't take anything that's got melatonin in for sleep like yes okay it's great to help you sleep but if that's going to affect your ovulation at a time when you're already going to be very susceptible to hormonal issues I wouldn't then be putting that in personally Mm. um so I would be using Anything that's made in the UK won't have melatonin anyway because it's banned um, in green in the UK. I say that, but I mean, there's companies that do all sorts of fun stuff. But um, I would use something like um, Strom's Support Max Neuro, which I think, did you have that one? No, I had the Support Max joint. Oh, Support Max joint. Okay. My lovely back. Yeah, that doesn't help you sleep, Holly, but... No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have the neuro. I just had the joint one. Yeah, so support max neuro is good. I don't think I actually used any. I don't need it, actually. No, I, I didn't. Fine. I normally put it in people when their like, sleep's not so fine. Oh, like, yeah. Let's get some of this in. Um, Or Alpha Neon's Neon Dreams. The only thing I'll say is sleep supplements is I think you do need to try them a little bit. Like, I've got them with some. I've got them with Fade Out. I've taken Fade Out. It's a by Jane P one, isn't it? Dream Sleep, apparently, is people have recommended yeah that was fine because I don't think that will have melatonin in I took fade out and I don't think that does but I wouldn't say 100% because it's American but I took fade out before and I got on really well with it and I took neon dreams and I was dreaming like mad but I'm I've got a sleep issue anyway so I wouldn't 100% say it was that product but for other people like Joe takes it and he's like knocked out with it yeah it's very dependent on what's in certain things, like what certain people can can take and what are okay with. Um, but yeah, I thought Joe was a prawn, so that that was incredible. Oh god! I made him turn the light on because I thought he was a prawn. Oh, yeah. Maybe we won't recommend that one then. No, I no, but Joe takes it and he's fine. Uh, you have to remember that I've got sleep issues anyway, yeah. and I often have 
problems with my sleep where I I woke him up one day because I asked him if he could protect me and he was like yeah that's fine I was like but from the robots and the green aliens and he was like yep yep no that'll be fine yep I'm sure I could do that <laughs> and that I hadn't taken anything so we, we don't really know with me but I would just try different things and see how you get on with them um but yeah no Joe's fine with it so yeah I think we did we really looked at sleep as well and just tracking everything and I think like your coach should be tracking everything like that anyway and like it's so important and it's so important to post-show as well yeah um, sorry I'm just reading the questions that I had on my phone just to see if we'd covered it that was all yeah um but yeah choices we made and then obviously what we're doing to bring it back again so obviously for you it's very important that we do bring it back again and like I've said we should be able to bring it back within eight weeks and I literally have no doubt in my mind that we'll be back within eight weeks um eight weeks is the suggested time you said right yeah I I would say eight weeks now if it took longer than that then what what would be your opinion on that like what would not, would, not for me but just in general yeah, it's it's really difficult because for some people it does take longer mm. um and sometimes it's it's eight weeks if you do everything you can possible to bring it back and we do it right Which is like what so what so for example for, for um, me I'm I'm on so my steps have been the same throughout my whole of my yeah, prep so and I will that. I'll go into what we're going to do in a second yeah. what I mean is when people take it longer than eight weeks it could be that there's another issue going on um it could be but m- nine times out of ten it's because they're missing something in it so yeah. they're trying to reverse too slowly um they're not prioritizing carbohydrates they're not pairing their carbohydrates up with a fat source um they're still doing too much exercise they're still i had a client that before me she'd lost hers for a year and a half um that after she come off stage and that was like that was because she was um using certain pgs like metformin which lower lh levels um which obviously then i'm going to bring it back um that does the opposite right yeah so yeah you don't want to lower your LH levels anymore like that's going to stop you from ovulating um you know she was dieting a lot with our previous coach as well um and you know like I said you got to think of Lepton this like very anxious man yeah the more you aggravate him and make him more anxious he's gonna be like he's he's thinking he's like okay guys I I think we're good I think we're gonna bring this period back and then you drop into a diet again and he's like, fuck, guys, no. Oh, yeah. Because he's really anxious. So with it, you need to stick at it. And as much as it might be like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm getting fat. I feel like this, that and the other. You know what? Yeah, you might be, but you've just got to fucking sit there and bear with it. And once yeah. it's back and once it's back with, you know, I like to have seen it back for a minimum of three months and blood work. And yeah. then I'll say to the client, okay, we can die. And like that client that I had for it, you know, that had lost it for a year and a half. Yeah. Eight weeks back. Well, yeah, because six weeks on the dot, she ovulated. Eight weeks, she was back. Um, yeah. She had her first bleed. And then she was regular completely for four months, I think we did. And yeah. blood work. And then I said, okay, cool. Now you can die it. Um, but I think it's important. And, and then when we're dieting, we're very, very careful when we're dieting as well. So, um. I would say if you do it right eight weeks 
if it's taking longer than eight weeks, you need to reassess, is there something here that we're missing? Um, if you're unsure, like drop me a message, more than happy to help you. Um, or I'd go see your doctor. If there's absolutely nothing that you're missing, I'd go see a doctor and just be like, is there something, you know, do I need my bloods tested? Is there a chance I've got PCOS or something that's playing a part in this as well? Or those mm-hmm. be- if you've got PCOS and you're suffering from HA, treat HA first and then treat PCOS. So treat HA, bring your cycle back. That will treat a lot of the, the issues from the PCOS anyway, and then treat for PCOS. Um, so that's kind of how I would go if if you're someone that has both. Um, but yeah, um, I would also, so bringing it back then, which you were just saying about, um, the first thing, if you are taking PEDs, come off them. Now, not all PEDs you can come off straight away. Some you have to cycle off. Um, but yeah, basically come off them. Um and that's that's kind of going to be the first thing that you want to do. Um, like you said, your steps have stayed the same, but your steps aren't high anyway. No, my steps have been a dream to be honest throughout the whole of prep. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. From before, yeah, from the start of prep, even up until now. Yeah. Steps you've kept the same. We've pulled cardio out completely with you. Mm-hmm. But your cardio wasn't high anyway. To be honest, was it? No, so the max it went up to, I think, was 40. Yeah. Uh, 40, Yeah, 40 or 45. But then between shows, it kind of went to 20. Then we had a couple of days where it was 30, and then we went down to 20. And then um, my body was... I don't know. I feel like my body was responding quite well to having... Like, it didn't really seem to... It didn't really seem to have a huge effect when I'd stopped the cardio. Like no. my body was still responding well, like without the cardio. So I think that's why I think there was a couple of times where we ended up bringing like um, taking cardio out earlier. Yeah, I think with you, like you needed, like with everyone, like I always pull cardio out peak week anyway. Like you need to, you need the rest. Yeah. So I, I think- had like two days of peak week, and then for the last like three or four days, I didn't have any. And you reversed into your last show, so for you, like we've just pulled you off your cardio completely. Yeah. That's and not I had one day of like 20, 20 uh, 15 or 20 minutes for mm. the, the last one, but that was literally it. Yeah, I just put a bit of water off. That was it. more because I think I'd had the post show meal the week on the weekend before, and it was just a water off. Yeah. yeah for, for you, it's not been like we've just pulled cardio out completely. For some people, like I wouldn't necessarily pull cardio out completely, yeah. but it would 100% lower the intensity of it. So I would be looking at maybe if you were doing like say for example you were doing like an hour of hit yeah which I never program someone an hour of hit because I don't think you can do an hour of hit but um say you're doing like an hour of hit or like really really intense cardio for an like hour 60 minutes on the stairmaster or something yeah like I would firstly lower the time frame of that so I would lower that down to like 30 minutes maybe mm-hmm. um at least um if not lower it more than that but like 30 minutes it depends as well how if you're if you're someone that wants to go all in, like I just want my cycle back, like I don't give a shit about anything else, just get me my cycle back. Mm-hmm. I'd put it, I'd put it more. Um, but for most people, like thirty minutes, but then taking them off here, yeah. and off the stairs, and just doing like an incline walk. So mm-hmm. you're still getting some cardio in there, and like a lot of the time, that cardio is just for mental reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so you feel a bit mentally better. Yeah. Um, I would be yeah doing that. Um, I'd also take a deload week the week after show um again people are very like 
um about this because is peak week a bit of a deload week you know you're not necessarily like training as hard because you're doing pump sessions you've not got cardio and things like that but actually on your body the stress on your body most people take some form of diuretic now whether that's you're popping a fucking diazide which is a female you're not going to be doing um or whether you're just using peak max that is still a stress on your body um you know low food the the heat of um the show day because it's always hot in there like on stage under the lights you're posing for ages you know you are dehydrated I felt battered after my first show like I felt exhausted yeah you will and like the stress of show day as well itself like mentally you've got to think it's like especially if you're first time you've never done that before like but just yeah. unpacking the stress of travel like travel's a big stress on your body mm-hmm. um, even if you're not the one driving like it's still a stressor on your body doing something out of the ordinary not sleeping in your own bed like there's so many different things yeah you know even getting tanned like for some people that's really stressful so yeah. you've got to think all those external factors are still stresses on your body so mm-hmm. i would actually always take a week off at least um post-show is like a deload week yeah, because we did one week, but you were contemplating too. But because I felt, I actually felt really good after my week, my deload week. Um, to be honest, so I'm I'm very glad that we did do that because I felt like it was just nice to have a week. Like even though I had a, a meal plan, but just having that week to just be like refresh and just allow my body just to have a bit of chill time, like downtime. And again, that's person dependent because I've got some clients that I've said to them like the thing is that you've got an ideal way that you would work yeah like on some people like that's totally fine like on you that's totally fine for me to do that yeah. I remember you saying to me if you do feel like you need to do cardio then just do like 10-15 minutes yeah. if you feel like you like you want to do it but yeah. I was like I just feel like I just need to have this week to just yeah. and like I said it is so person dependent like I've got other clients that have said okay we're going to do a deload week after prep after your show and they're like I can't do that like I need to be in the gym and I need to train yeah. like okay like if that's what you need to do mentally yeah. that's what you need to do and that's cool but maybe like two weeks post-show will then run a deload when you feel a little bit more settled yeah a week one week was definitely enough for me because I was definitely felt a bit sluggish towards the end like I was like I am missing the routine of the gym like I felt like I was I, after having a week of deload I did start to feel sluggish towards the end of the week so I definitely feel like one week was enough for me yeah for some people I say two but yeah it's just it's so person dependent and it's what you're like mentally okay with but then going back to the gym like I've said to you like you're not pushing till failure at all like in nothing um I've lowered all your um sets, sets down so you're only doing like two sets or one set of most things Mm-hmm. Uh, of everything you're not going above two sets um you're keeping five reps in the tank and we're training one day on one day off yeah you're really lowering like again that like training intensity lowering the cortisol levels on your body lowering that stress and again like to be honest with that like I don't think it's person dependent like if you want your cycle back you need to be training at least five reps in reserve. You need yeah. to be lowering the amount that you're doing as well. Like 100% still strength train. Like it's so good for you, like mentally and physically. It's great for keeping bone density, which, you know, when your estrogen and progesterone is so low, is going to be a risk factor of that. 
still strength training, still resistance train. However, you can still keep five reps in the tank. You know, you can train every other day because, you know, scientifically you only need to be training three days a week, you know, for those to see those benefits in terms of um, um, bone density and things like that. For bodybuilding, you need to be training more than three days a week, realistically, to, to build the muscle mass. Again, person dependent, but, you know, nine times out of ten, that's what you need to be doing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, certainly for for people that um, that are, that are post-show, like females post-show, I 100% would say one day on, one day off, or three days a week training. Um, and, and I think that's absolutely fine. Deloading really quite regular as well um so that's kind of what we've done with you mm -hmm. it's a step the same it steps only twelve thousand, so i think it's good to have some kind of movement in there and you know we've pulled your cardio out and like let's be honest like steps are a really nice low intensity way to still get the heart going to still see like so many benefits and mental benefits as well yeah um and one of the things i know you do anyway but is i encourage people to walk in nature um and not just to sit on the treadmill all the time doing the steps because again it's you want to lower cortisol levels and you know we know that us being out in nature however shit the weather is is really good for lowering cortisol levels and really good for your your mental headspace which is something that we want to be seeing um to kind of help your your cycle return um so that's one of the things we do i mean your walk's great because you go and see like fucking llamas and shit i do and the goats and the and the pigs oh one of the goats if you've got a walk like holly's like holly's cycle will come back quicker than anyone else's and it's not because of me it's because, because of the animals <laughs> <laughs> the goats little, little baby goats we, me and um gabby always say hello to them all and flopsy the um the llama yeah see that's what you need that's yeah. what you need. basically you need to definitely fucking... like i i love going for my morning walks for work it literally just sets me up for the day and it just like like you said like i don't even think i think in prep the i still did majority of my walks outside because i just i just it was mentally it was so much better for me it really is the only people that I really like not encourage but like say to them to do steps inside is I've got some girls that work from home and they've got like a walk yeah. and their steps are really really high because they can walk and work but I still encourage them to go for a walk on their lunch break yeah um so yeah I do all my steps outside because dog yeah he must go out He's if it's out get a dog if it, yeah get a spaniel <laughs> swear down like he doesn't do it so much anymore because he's not in a routine now but when um I used to live in my old house and work with my old job, I used to have such a routine. And there was a day that I'd come home and I'd ruined the routine because I had a cup of tea when I'd normally take him out. And he literally was grabbing my um like cuff of my jumper and was like pulling me, like, Mother, it's walk time now. And I was like, Not sit down and have a cup of tea. No, mum, we go out for a walk now. Come on, we need to go. So yeah, if in doubt, get a spaniel. <laughs> And they'll lower your cortisol levels as well. So it's great. Um, but the other thing that we're doing as well in terms of nutrition, obviously supplements, same as I said before, um, omega, flaxseed oil, vitamin B complex, um, Vitex. Um, 
but also food wise we are putting carbohydrates in every meal that holly has and holly has five meals a day and i wouldn't recommend having any less than five meals or snacks a day um when you're looking to get your cycle back um the reason we're putting carbs in everything is what we want to um get is blood glucose homeostasis um and to reach that we need to have carbohydrates but we also need to pair those carbohydrates with fats and or but i would say really and protein to slow the release of the the glycogen down into the bloodstream so it's using complex carbohydrates anyway so it's using ollie's favorite rice um potato <laughs> bagels um oats like things that are a little bit more crumpet. Oh, you got crumpets in there, haven't you? Oh, I love my crumpet. Not so much like sweets and things, because then they're obviously gonna they're a lot higher GI index. So they're a lot more slow releasing carbohydrates, is what we want. And then we want to slow them down further by pairing them up in each meal with cheese with our crumpets, with dark chocolate, with peanut butter. But the things that I really, really like. Cashew nuts. You got cashew nuts as well, haven't I? Yeah, nuts and seeds, man. Like they're so good. Like chia seeds, especially. Yeah, have that with my yogurt and my oats, don't I? Yeah, are so good. Um, to kind of help you, um, in that respect, and also animal fats as well are really, really good. Um, and what I've actually found as well is that for some reason, right? I don't know why, because I'm not vegan already. I have loads of vegan clients on my team. Don't know why, but they tend to experience well, at least three or four, haven't you? More than that, mate. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. There really was a bit like one of those. There was honestly like a coach where I had more vegan or vegetarians on the team than meat eaters. That's crazy. Yeah, which I don't really understand. Um. But yeah, so I find with the girls that don't eat meat actually as well, and it is like there is science behind this as well. Um they do tend to experience more issues with their hormones um whereas the girls that eat meat we don't tend to have as many issues um mm. and dieting wise as well they're a completely different diet but that's a whole different topic for another day but yeah they're also a completely different diet um but yeah having um meat in your in your food plan is like really really important um and i would want to be having meat at least three times a day um so yeah we have that and a mix of meat as well so not just like chicken every meal, but also having like fish, also having beef, also having like maybe pork or lamb if you want to eat lamb. Eggs. Eggs are freaking amazing. I've gone off eggs now. Yeah, you have. Um, but, but then yeah. I'm going off bacon as well, to be honest. So I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> no, you can't go off bacon. There's something wrong with you. Go off bacon um but yeah animal fats as well is a really really good um so each meal do you want to yeah. run through like you don't need to go don't go through amounts but like just go through what you're eating like either on a training day or rest day and then that yeah, was so on a rest day so like today because today is my well one of my favorite days because i get crumpets with so my meal one is crumpets with cheese beans bacon medallions and um veg and then my meal two is salmon with 
potato and pistachio nuts and not pistachio cashews and veg and then meal three is protein pudding with 100 grams of fruit just because i remember 100 grams all the time (laughs) um fruit caramel rice cakes and dark chocolate and then meal four is mince with rice peanut butter and veg and then meal five is my yogurt with chia seeds, protein powder, fruit, and dark chocolate. Yeah. So every single meal, you've got protein, carb, fat, and then yeah. also veggies or fruit as well, which you want to have in every meal anyway for, for micronutrients, whether you're, you're trying to get your cycle back or, or you're a bloke and you don't even have a period. Like, obviously, veg is important. So, but you can see there what I mean. It's like it is very much like protein, carb, fat, every yeah. single meal. Um, and that's and I always know when I'm having my meal that I've got all three of those. I know that I've got my protein, I know I've got my carbs, and I've got my fats. Yeah, and like you'll find you'll you'll get um like where whereas when you're on prep, like a lot of the time on prep, you probably only pre like for a bikini girl. Like let's be honest, we eat fuck all, right? It's probably only going to be pre and post workout where you're actually having any carbs, um, and fats are going to be pretty minimal as well. So there's a big difference there between. on a rest day i get two lots of dark chocolate which is very exciting for me if you don't know that i absolutely love dark chocolate now probably will start to like milk chocolate more now i'm not in prep but um having dark chocolate and peanut butter and cheese all in one day (laughs) what a great day for you great day (laughs) i taught you the tea treat didn't i because you're like i don't like dark chocolate no dark chocolate dunked in a cup of tea i literally just had that before i come on the call with you actually so good there there is again there's some science thing behind this i don't know the science behind this but dark chocolate always tastes best with a cup of tea and there is like science stuff which i don't know very nice but yeah the dark chocolate and tea is is literally the one um but yeah basically we're doing that to bring back homeostasis and we're trying to keep the um, amounts of carbohydrates through the day as well so when I'm looking at Holly's macros for each meal the macros for each meal are roughly the same um so it's very much spread throughout the day to keep that kind of homeostasis throughout the day um so that's another thing that we're doing to really bring it back um other things that we can do as well I wouldn't necessarily you have so you have to do these to bring your cycle back I've had clients that do I've had clients that don't and they've all everyone I've ever you know started on a um a recovery ha hey, recovery project, project period yeah project period has always had their cycle back within eight weeks regardless of whatever yeah yeah and not everyone has but some of them do is cut out caffeine and alcohol um mm-hmm. because again it's 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 making your cortisol levels higher and alcohol is like a toxin as well so it's not great for you um, I only have I think my caffeine's I only really have one a day anyway you have coffee as well didn't you yeah I have a coffee a day I sometimes have a coffee and a tea but that will literally be my max like I used to have quite a lot but I definitely like when I got even in prep I didn't even used to have that many to be quite honest but yeah I definitely limit mine anyway just so that I'm not having loads of it yeah absolutely and like again like not everyone I've I've done this kind of recovery thing with has gone that i've had people that still drink and their cycle comes back i've had still people that drink 
you know drink alcohol and their cycle comes back I've had people that still drink caffeine every day and their cycles come back so it's not like an absolutely um but if you are someone that is struggling maybe you've tried a lot of other things like that could be something that to, to consider um another thing to consider as well is and this is like the amount of kind of like toxins that you're getting in your body for other things so again like with you like we're not saying like oh we're gonna do this straight away because we probably don't need to right now but if like we weren't having like we're getting signs that your cycle's coming back already and we're like a week post-show so if you weren't having those signs you know at all a few weeks later down the line things else we could do would be like okay what's your water quality like where you live like Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky that where I'm living in Devon, like our oh, water quality is actually really, really good because no one lives around here. Um, but when I was living like in Sunderland, the water quality was shit. So I would only drink bottled water. Um, yeah. And that's something because the amount of toxins and shit that's pumped into that water supply. So it might be a case that you just need to switch to drink a bottled water for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing would be um like the pollution and stuff that's in the air like making sure that where we're walking's clean and and less polluted again that's something that's really hard but it is something that would would come into account because these are all stresses on the body remember yeah um, oh what was the thing that i thought right like scented candles like scented candles and like body washes and stuff that have a lot of chemicals Crazy, isn't it when you think about it because yeah, it's not something you would necessarily think of things that are on your body that are like chemicals and stuff that your body's then having to like adapt to and like adapt to and like get rid of the toxins from it so little things like that as well like and I mean these are really extreme circumstances yeah yeah like actually these things here aren't really gonna have anything to do with it because we know exactly the reason why it's caused it yeah when we're looking at someone that maybe lost their cycle through extreme stress through work or um whatever actually like that no, could... i was gonna say it's like there's like there's so many other reasons why you can lose your cycle it's like yeah. it's just one of them yeah like i mine went and like i was like what the fuck's going on um and i did a test i wasn't pregnant and i was like okay like i was in prep but i was like 10 11 weeks out like my food isn't that bad but i think because i was under so much stress with work and because i'd gotten ill and the stress from yeah. me that made me lose my cycle and at the time mm. I was like what the fuck's going on and it like and now I look back and I could, I understand things a lot more it was that um and I wasn't particularly lean either like I was lean as I needed to be but not quite um so yeah there, there's so many different things but when you're looking at so many things like that like those things are things that you could con- you could consider yeah. um and then it's also tracking things as you are coming back out the other side as well. So like on your checking sheets now, you've got a little tracker to fill in, which I ask about. Go for it. Which needs to measure every day for me. Uh, my heart rate. Yeah. Um, my body temperature. And then I have a scale of one to ten of my brain fog, and also ovulation sticks. Yeah and how with any other pms symptoms as well oh yeah yeah any other symptoms so like for me the last couple of days i've it's been cramps cramps and like yesterday my tolerance and feeling emotional and things like that that would indicate yeah 
we won't mention like the exacts for you but like discharge and stuff as well like I'd yeah, yeah. um but yeah things like that so with heart rate you'd expect as you're coming out of a prep your heart rate to be a little bit lower than normal um and you'd ex- also expect your temperature to be lower than normal so you'd expect both of those things to be climbing up um not by like loads and loads but like you would expect to see an increase in both of those um and if you were like plotting on a graph you would want to be seeing that graph going up and it if as long as that graph's going up we're kind of on the right track yeah. um we expect brain fog to start to go down um so say your brain fog is like an eight you know post show it's like eight like I'm really brain foggy when I'm on prep like can't remember what my own name is we'd expect that to kind of go seven and again you'd be taking an average from each week and you'd expect to see that go down week on week as well um and then in terms of like your other PMS symptoms we would expect to see around ovulation so around ovulation is where you'd also expect to see a spike in temperature the day that you ovulate okay yeah um, which is why obviously we track that um mm-hmm. also around ovulation now again it isn't for like not every single person will feel this and it is person dependent as well as how in tune with your body you are but you would potentially see cramps as well like period pain style cramps not as intense as period pains but like a cramping kind of sensation um and also more discharge as well when you ovulate um so we'd be looking at kind of all all those those kind of things and seeing like okay like what's happening there before you come on your cycle and again like everyone's slightly different like I've got clients that have like lower back pain before they come on and we know that that's a, a sign of it um like me myself I don't have lower back pain um but you might have like very very tender breasts um like that could be something that's on there um cramping beforehand some people spot a day or two beforehand so there's so many different things that we could be looking at there as well and they're all indications and again it's very much knowing your client and your client yeah. also, you know because I've got people that come on with me and like I've never coached them before but I need to get the cycle back okay yeah. what's normal for them and it's ha- being able to be really open and honest with your coach of like okay this is what is normal for me and I am experiencing discharge and my discharge looks like this and to be able to have that conversation with your coach and your coach yeah yeah that's cool and to feel comfortable enough to have that conversation yeah, as well absolutely. um so that's all the things that we're tracking and how's it going so far it's going well it's going really well actually um I've definitely had symptoms over the last week or so but it's just been trying to figure out which one whether it's ovulation or period so um we think my period is pending in the next couple of days so we'll see but um definitely feel like there's been a lot of progress even what am I 12 days post-show now yeah Um, because it's difficult one with you because we did get ovulation sticks but I think you did them like after you you ovulated just before they arrived didn't you (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) didn't really help but a tip for anyone that's buying ovulation if you go to boots they're really fucking expensive oh I got them on Amazon oh yeah they're really cheap yeah, like two pound fifty for like I don't even know how many are in there. Yeah, like go to Amazon, go to Savers. Yeah, uh, I've had people buy them from Savers before, and they're like a quid or something. So you don't go to Boots because they charge you like fucking ten pounds. Yeah, ten pound for five. <laughs> don't need that in your life. Um, and an ovulation stick is well, you can explain it, Holly, if you weren't. You pee on it. It's a bit like a pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah, 
you pee well yeah you basically pee in a little pot dip the stick in and then you it tells you on there whether your two lines is like you've ov- you're ovulating and one line is you're not yeah just like if you're pregnant or not yeah. positive ovulation two lines negative ovulation one line that's the same as pregnancy test as well yeah it is although pregnancy test you get the cross sometimes oh you do sometimes yeah yeah true um so yeah they're really easy to use they're not scary at all but i would really really recommend them because sometimes you can think that you are ovulating because it might feel like you are but you're actually not and i wouldn't like i wouldn't confirm a period unless i'd got confirmed ovulation so like if yours comes back say like you start your period like tomorrow for example like i'd be like cool we've had a bleed but i wouldn't actually count that as a as a recovery period because as much as we think you did ovulate it's not like 100% confirmed ovulation um and what i'd also be looking at then is that confirmed ovulation and you know following period within a number of days for at least three months yeah and then i'd also look to get blood work done just to double double check before I'd be like, cool, I'm happy. Like if my client then wants to diet, for example, or definitely won't be dieting. <laughs> but you know, some people I have yeah, yeah. Right around that time. I mean, I would love to diet after this because I after my period comes back, because I probably will feel like I want to, but I know that I need a good off season. Yeah, but like I said, I've got people that come to me like a year and a half, they've not had a cycle. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, at that point like, they do want to. Um but I would be pretty happy then after that to stop kind of tracking everything. Um, yeah. And stop using ovulation sticks after three. And I say I say a good time, like, you know, 28 days is like the bang on perfect thing. But realistically, like not every woman is going to be 28 days. Like, you know, it definitely never was. Yeah, no, as long as it's kind of within that time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say sort of between 25 and 32, I would be pretty happy um that that's what's going on um but like I say it's it is so person dependent and some people's cycles are a little bit shorter some people's cycles are a little bit longer um but as long as it is in that time frame you know you've not got had one period and you've bled and then you waited and then three four months later you've bled again and then we're counting that as your second recovery cycle like it's not really like do you know what I mean um mm-hmm. you, you want them consecutive you want that ovulation in between you want it like a spot on really um and then we can confirm it but it's very much just keeping an eye on everything um and yeah that's what we are we are doing have i covered everything there do you think how i think so the only yeah uh, what's your questions on instagram two questions were if prep means losing your cycle does that mean the extreme stress of prep isn't as healthy as it looks and then the other one was are there any chances of doing lasting reproductive damage if you lose your cycle with diet which i think we covered both of them really uh so in terms of is prep healthy like prep's definitely not healthy um no. but either neither is any kind of um sport no. kind of like a professional level like if you ask professional female footballers if they've got period probably more than likely they will be saying no mm. um and the same if you know gymnasts for example like they won't runners they won't so I think if we're looking at any professional sport and high level sport it's probably going to be the same the issue there is it's not really spoken about or we don't see it as much um and prep is very much glamorized a lot more than kind of other sports are um so yeah I 
it, it's not healthy anyway and anyone that tells you they, that it is, is is stupid and I tell them where to go um and as much as reproductive damage what was it read out that question again um it was are there any chances of doing lasting reproductive damage if you lose your cycle with diet i'm guessing that's like a generic question for not just prep i guess uh, um, it's, it's a tricky one because i would say it depends just ask i think siri siri's letting us know um yeah. I've been, I'm I'm guessing it would depend on if you um are taking other stuff alongside maybe uh, that's what it would be like if you lost it and then you made it a priority to get it back again and you did you did everything you could it came back again like absolutely not no however if you were taking anabolics alongside yes yeah. um it could potentially again it would depend on the amount of androgens that you were using and the impact that you know did that then virilize in you or did it not like do you know I mean like the 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 amount of virilization as well so it would depend on a lot of things kind of on the um you know the, the side of, of the anabolic use there hmm. um but naturally no it wouldn't but you've you've got to get back straight onto it and and bring it back again. Um, and I wouldn't advise it like, if you weren't dieting for a show and you were just on a diet and you lost your period. You know whether that was to go on holiday, whether that was for a wedding, you know something like that. And there are people that this happens to. Mm-hmm. I would seriously be be questioning why that's happened and questioning why your coach has allowed that to happen, or or whatever. And is there something else that's underlying? Um in that as well or you know like why are you that lean you know because you should need to be that lean to go on holiday yeah um so I would say maybe there might be something there that you something else that you need to address whether that's mental or physical there might be something else you need to address there um what was your other question I think that was it the other one was um no that was it what was your favorite post-show meal then Hal do you know what i've been toying between the two so it would literally it would either be my first or my last one the first one because that burger was absolutely incredible the one that i had from we waited ages for it didn't we burger freaks i think it was um in we were in swansea yeah that wasn't my first one my second show sorry um, it was from Burger Freaks in Swansea and it was a burger which had um, chorizo and chilli jam and a big pot of American cheese, Molly's favourite, a big pot of American cheese sauce. Um, it was honestly incredible. It's one of those burgers that you bite into and it literally just melts into your mouth. It was it gave me genuine goosebumps, not even joking. Um, so it would either be that one or that pizza pizza is the place it's called. It's in where was it? Birmingham, just past Birmingham, where we after the uh, Leicester, maybe? Is it no 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 no, no. no. Well, our last one. It's a chain. Because I saw one in Bristol. Oh, okay. So it's like peace with an r on the end so it sounds like pizza but it's like pizza anyway they do sliced like american size sliced pizzas and you'd like buy them by the slice um which we went to and 
It was honestly incredible. I think that was Joe's favourite pizza, wasn't it? He's like obsessed. <laughs> which is weird because it's a pizza place that doesn't have, there's no meat pizzas, no, which I'm... we were like, oh, but actually it didn't need it at all. Huh? I would disagree there. No. I feel like even just even Joe will agree with me on this one. Where's Joe when you need him? The genuine, like just the cheese one was incredible. I think Joe had like three or four of them, didn't he? He was loving it. I think I had the barbecue one that I had that you had as well, which had smoked halloumi, I think, on. I think Um, I didn't like. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but you're a fussy cheese eater. Um, That and then I had the just a cheese one which i think had um is it oregano or is it i don't know people say it differently no it had halloumi and it had chicken on and i liked the chicken, chicken on. i bit into a bit of chicken and it, it didn't have it didn't have chicken on babe no don't oh the one i had did no it didn't it had no chicken on whatsoever i'm gonna read it to you right now so i've got it here because i just sent it to my fa- i sent it to my family chat the other week there was no it was that was um halloumi that you bit into oh yeah the bit i bit into was but i thought it got halloumi and chicken i know it was southern spiced halloumi oak smoked cheddar and red onion that was it i want my chicken on then no there was none there was not one single one oh um oh and did joe have the spice no he didn't have the spice he just like the hot honey sauce in it yeah there's not one any so there was no meat on any of those pizza sliced pizzas but they were honestly it was incredible so i would say between those two 100 i mean the burger i had after ukdfa was also incredible but if i had to choose i'm gonna go with the burger you know i think uh, i think the burger after ukdfa could have been better if we'd had it if we'd have eaten it there then yeah <laughs> And eat it when we got back reheating the microwave. I mean, mine was still nice, but you didn't heat yours up. No, I think we fucked with that shit. But yeah, definitely. I think I would go with the burger after NFM from Burger Freaks. It was sensational. And then I had some pizza loaded onion rings as well. Yeah. And a um, big cookie from 42nd East Bakehouse heated up in the microwave with um halo top vanilla vanilla something ice cream honestly i think that whole meal was just incredible wow what is the last question i've got for you hal is what is your one takeaway from today's podcast um probably probably learning even more about the whole female cycle to be honest with you like even though I learned a lot from you anyway like it was in it's interesting to know how many other factors there are involved yeah there's a lot there is a lot and and having a coach that understands and knows that yeah is really important the amount of people that I know that that have coaches or coaches that I know that aren't aware of it and I can't I literally cannot stress enough how important it should be for them to understand it and know and learn about it because I think the thing is as well people think it's just like oh I can't get pregnant and I don't want kids anyway so that's not a bad thing and it's like 
that's not... but it is normal for us to have these uh, females to have their cycle so do not ignore the fact that it's not there like not oh well you don't have your cycle oh well yeah like that's and not normal so many other things as well like um heart disease um bone density which they can uh sorry less than bone density which then can lead to osteoporosis um dental issues digestion issues um like obviously issues with like your skin and stuff um oh, there's so many more brain fog like your brain actually like your brain working well um but there's literally so many things that when you break it down is literally due to your hormones yeah. and if you think of like pregnant people like you know when you're pregnant you get free dental care it's yeah. because of the change in estrogen when you're pregnant and mm-hmm. like your teeth in your mouth can move and you can have really bad dental issues when you're pregnant and that's because of the estrogen which obviously mm-hmm. if your estrogen is now depleted because you're on prep yeah like you could then have dental issues and you tell me anyone that's taking on a fucking nhs dentist right now like <laughs> <laughs> That shit is expensive because you want to go private. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many different things. And like, obviously the longer you leave it, the worse it's going to get and the harder it is to get back and the more kind of you've got to push for it to get back. But uh, And I just, yeah, that's one thing I would, I would stress is not for coaches not to ignore it because it's so important. And I stressed it straight from the start and we both did. Like that was one thing that we were, I said I wanted to get back immediately as soon as I came off show yeah and with you like people that are listening and like they're like oh my god holly's plan sounds like she's got loads of food and no cardio and oh my god she's just gonna get really fat really quick and like she's not gonna get fat really quick like yeah she's holding a bit of water right now but you're not getting really fat yeah and so like there's a reason for it not gonna reverse as slowly as what some people will however for you your period is really really important and it's the number one thing so we're going to go down that route and we're going to be a little bit more aggressive with getting it back than maybe what some other people might be. But like, that's fine because that's the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you go it as, a, as kind of like, I say aggressively, like it's not really an aggressive thing, is it? It's like, don't do any cardio, <laughs> chill out, don't train till failure, <laughs> train three times a week. You know, if you're going that kind of way with it, I would say like eight weeks is is kind of a what I would expect your cycle to come back in yeah so hopefully that will make sense and hopefully everyone has enjoyed listening hopefully everyone's still here <laughs> yeah, it's anyone, but there's there's so much to take away from it we've kind of yeah. done like almost like two podcasts in one um which is cool so if you are listening and you've enjoyed um listening to Holly and you want to follow along with her journey, she is posting a lot at the moment about um kind of reversing out of her show and maybe you're a first timer and you want to see how she reverses out of her show, what she's doing to get a cycle back, things like that. Um, her Instagram is at Holly Iset. <laughs> yeah, it's spelt like H O L L Y I S I double T. Well done um and for you guys that have maybe just found me on spotify and don't follow me uh my instagram is obviously molly jane underscore bikini um yeah me and holly i'm sure we'll, we'll jump on and do some reels or something um about more or whatever in the future so keep an eye on it all um and any questions with anything that we've spoken about today or anything you're unsure of got more questions out please 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 don't um hesitate to drop me a dm and i'll try and answer all your questions for you um 
And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please like it, rate me with a five-star review on Spotify or wherever you listen to and drop me a follow. That would be amazing. And if you share it on your stories, please tag us both in it and we would really, really appreciate it. So thanks so much guys for listening and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. So I've just actually been editing this and I wanted to jump on because we do have an update. So literally the day after we recorded this podcast, which was 13 days post-show, um, Holly did her ovulation sticks and we had confirmed ovulation. So that just goes to show that everything that we were talking about in this podcast, about how we're bringing back our cycle back um, and how we're going a little bit more aggressively about it, um, has worked so I just wanted to jump on and give you guys that quick update because obviously I've got it straight away um but yeah thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon